I was uh, talking with with a family member the other day, and they asked me something about, you know, what would you say, you know, about Guiding Light? And I said, well, it saved my life. Welcome to another episode of Casting Light, stories of recovery and hope from inside Guiding Light. I'm Phil Tower, your host for each of these episodes. It's an honor and a pleasure to bring you these stories of recovery and hope, all kinds of different stories. And you can hear our other episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Most importantly, leave feedback for this episode or any of the other episodes you've heard as well. We would truly appreciate that. And to learn more about Guiding Light, guidinglightworks.org is the website, guidinglightworks.org. This podcast series is really an exploration of men going through the recovery programs here at Guiding Light. We've also heard from staff members, board members, parents, uh, a really wide spectrum of stories. It's my pleasure in this episode to introduce a former Guiding Light Recovery client and also the current case manager here at Guiding Light. He is Michael Ryan. Michael, thank you for taking a moment out of your busy day. You're technically working right now, right? <laughs> yeah, technically I'm getting okay. paid for this. So. Yeah, well, we'll make we'll make sure you don't miss any of your work as case manager here at Guiding Light. I want to ask you about that. But first, I want to talk to you, and really, I'd love if you would please share your story. I'm learning that you only came to Guiding Light really early in this year, 2021, February of 21. Can you help our listeners and me understand what brought you here, what was happening in your life? Absolutely. In January, I had what you know most people call, uh, I hit a rock bottom, and um I was, at that time, I was living out of a hotel. I was doing drugs. I had just lost my job. And um, I was all out of options. And I asked my family for some help. And I was, uh, I had the um, the privilege of staying at the uh, Holland Homeless Shelter, which was an experience in itself for a couple weeks. And I was still dabbling with drugs, and I needed help. So I actually was, I came to Guiding Light, and uh, the first time that I was here, I actually, I couldn't pass my drug test. Um, I didn't realize, you know, what it entailed. I didn't even know what Guiding Light was. So anyways, I went back to the the mission, and there was, I got a call that there was going to be a taxi picking me up the next day. I went to... So the next day I went to Turning Point, um, I got detoxed there and was there for nine days and I got COVID. So this mm. was in, so this was in January or this was at the, at the end of January moving into February. So not that long ago, was in quarantine at a hotel that Mel Trotter sponsored and came into Guiding Light. My, I, I came on the 19th and was accepted February 22nd. Mm. So... Holland Rescue Mission, someone there tipped you off to Guiding Light? So I was just talking to my uncle the other day about actually what happened. Um, it, it wasn't Holland Rescue Mission. It was uh, a friend of Guiding Light that 
somehow contacted my uncle or my uncle reached out to them. I don't, I don't know exactly how it worked. Doesn't matter. Uh, it, it happened. It, it, it happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, amazing. Cause when I was asked if I wanted to go to turning point originally, I said, or when I was at turning point and asked if I wanted to go to guiding light, I said, no, <laughs> it was, they said it was a four month program. And I was like, no way. That's too long. Yeah. Did you know, as you said, I'd hit rock bottom. How did you know that was rock bottom then? I had, at that point, I had nothing left to lose except my life. And by the grace of God, you didn't want to lose your life, which is a blessing, because I'm glad you're here telling this story. So you are admitted into Guiding Light after failing the drug test the first yep. time, February 22nd. Uh, four months. Programming originally said, I don't want to do four months here, but you did. Can you... Share with us what it was like, especially in the first few days, Michael. What do you, what's going on in your mind? Uh, a lot of anxiety. I had, like I had said before, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And the first couple days um, when I had the, uh, the intake interview and Brian and Seth Velderman left the room, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know if I, didn't know if I had been accepted. I didn't know if I was packing up and going back home. And um, like an hour later, somebody came and got me and said, you know, stow your stuff away in that room over there. And um, man, my head was spinning with all of the, uh, you know, the first month, especially the, the, the classes um, on the focus points, a therapist, a spiritual director, um, just a lot going on, AA meetings. It was amazing. Yeah, full spectrum, really full immersion into recovery. And like you said, my head spinning um, when you saw Brian LV and the other staff member leave the room. At that point, were you? It sounds like you said you were surprised that you were accepted here. I was because after that initial interview, I had no idea what was going yeah. on. It was rough. So days turn into weeks, and at what point did you go, you wake up and say, maybe I think I can make this work? Was there a point you remember that happening, Michael? Um, yeah, I, I do, actually. It was about a, it was a week into it. And wow. Yeah, early on. A, a week had gone by, and I was sitting there on the weekend when things tend to slow down. And I had thought to myself, man, three months and three weeks is a long time from now. And uh, some of the some of the things that people had been talking about kind of started to sink in right there at that moment. And I I knew that if I could get detoxed off the drugs, I had a fighting chance. And uh, you know, the only thing I had to change was everything. <laughs> yeah, you don't know how many times I've heard that. Yet you have done that as we sit here toward the end of 2021 and we hear your story. Um, when you hit the four-month period, if you were to describe who you were and where you were at that point to where you are today, I mean, what, what was going through your head then? Obviously, it's what's, what's next, and you ended up working here at Guiding Light. I mean, can you share that with us what happened next sure so i graduated 
the four month program and I went into achieve to, you know, polish up a resume and, uh, you know, fine tune my interview skills. And I wound up taking uh, a job uh, in a factory, which I was comfortable with. I just wanted to see how it was to get out and work and be sober. And, um, the, I, I, there was no uh, idea that, you know, I would be working here. So that was, you know, uh, that was a huge surprise. But I was well prepared to, um, to go back into the workforce uh, sober. The, uh, you know, I feel like Guiding Light really prepared me to re-enter the world as a different person, a new man. And, um, you know, I live at Iron House. So I'm in the sober living facility. And uh, it's great. I love it. I've heard a lot of stories about life inside Iron House, but I'd love to hear about it from your perspective. This is the transitional living that is provided by Guiding Light, yet you have accountability people there who are keeping an eye on you, just making sure you're staying sober. What, what's life like at Iron House? So life at Iron House is amazing. I am continually finding new stuff to do the whole journey through, you know, Guiding Light and into Iron House right now and where I'm at, um, I felt like I needed small steps. And, you know, as I've gone through the four months, the basic program, and then, you know, achieve and working and now at Iron House. So I've had, I've had less, uh, you know, less accountability, but I still have accountability. You know, when I was in the rehab you know, portion itself, you know, I was in here. Um, and now that I'm at Iron House, I have the Iron House community, my roommate, um, to, to kind of keep an eye on me. And, you know, if I'm struggling or, you know, I can lean on those guys for help. Mm-hmm. And if, if anyone else is struggling there, you know, I'm happy to help. Uh, the community is strong there. You are today, Michael Ryan is who we are speaking with Former Guiding Light recovery client, now current case manager here at Guiding Light. He's with us on this episode of Casting Light. You are today case manager. Can you walk us through about a day in the life of a case manager here at Guiding Light? Sure, I'd love to. Um, so I feel like I'm on cloud nine, <laughs> being here to to I be love a, it. yeah right to 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 be a part of Guiding Light is amazing in any capacity. I would have. Uh, been a janitor if they would have let me. So I am a case manager here and you know there's a, there's so many beautiful things about this job but the biggest thing is to give back and to help these guys coming in who were you know when I was at my worst you know some of them are you know at that point and now I get a chance to help them out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that there is a typical day um, there's kind of a schedule of, you know, some things that we need to get done. And then it, it really depends on, on the, on the guys and what they mm-hmm. need. I bet they're pretty inspired when they hear you talk and understand you've gone through the program. Now you're at Iron House. Do you share much of that with them? I do. <laughs> I think sometimes I might share too much, but I, I have, uh, I'm excited to, uh, to be able to, you know, to be in a position where I can help those guys out. Mm -hmm. And I know what it was like when, you know, when I was just getting started in the program and uh, when I would see guys who, uh, like Mark Scheffler, um, Mark Scheffler is a big inspiration to me, or, you know, a couple guys that work here who have gone through the program. 
but also some guys at Iron House. Um, it meant a lot to to uh, you know to see where they were at and and think to myself, you know, I, I would like that someday. Yeah. You know, you said something that I love, which is you know you have a great job when you realize no day is the same. And every day is a challenge. It's exciting. You get up, you're looking forward to it. And I'm so pleased to hear you say that. I can see it in your eyes and the expression on your face. I'm curious if there's someone listening to us, Michael Ryan, where you are today versus where you were in January in the hotel room, what you would say to someone listening who maybe is struggling or maybe is the parent of someone like you who's struggling, who they know is really at a low point, what would you tell them? What would I tell them? Boy, that's a tough question. I would, so for somebody struggling or a, a, a parent struggling, um, ask for help. Um, where I'm at right now, there's no way I could have done it by myself. There's, there's so many lessons that I've learned and so many, you know, things that have been said to me that are inspirational, but that's, that's probably one of the biggest things is, is the ability to ask for help because I didn't want to, and there's no way I I would be right here right now without help. Yeah. There were people along the way who were just like angels watching over you literally that caused you to end up here. And even with a failed drug step, drug test you still are here you're successful now you're you know in the role you're at as case manager and looking forward to even more days and months and years of sobriety this is a different place as we have shared so many times in this podcast the recovery that happens here is unlike anything any place else and it's it's not detox it's just it's it's life changing and as you look back on it are you sometimes surprised you are where you are today <laughs> absolutely um i'm laughing because it's uh you know i when i think back to when i you know even before i got here and and was on my way in I, you know i had no idea um what was about to happen you know something magic happened here um i was uh talking with with a family member the other day and they asked me something about you know what would you say you know about about guiding light and i said well it saved my life it's about as all about all you need to hear thank you so much for sharing your story michael ryan case manager here at guiding light it's been an honor to hear it thank you Thanks. I'm honored to be here. As Michael shared his story, I hope you realize that there are a lot of men just like Michael who come through the door here at Guiding Light at the lowest point in their lives. And as you heard Michael say, he was smart enough to ask for help. And thanks to the compassion of people like you listening and our donors This is a life-changing, a life-transforming program, and you're able to help these these men, like Michael, see the light. If you would like to learn more about the powerful recovery program here at Guiding Light or simply just want to make a donation, we would love 
to have your support, especially if you're a first-time donor. I'd like to challenge you to step up and support this program, which is free to every man who comes through the door and is accepted into the program. Powerful programs of rescue, recovery, and re-engagement. You can visit guidinglightworks.org to learn more, guidinglightworks.org, or call 616-451-0236. Please make sure you leave a comment about this episode or any of our previous episodes. Most importantly, tell a friend about this podcast series. We would truly appreciate it. For Guiding Light and Casting Light, I am Phil Tower. Thank you for listening.